Welcome to Small Business Big Network, the podcast for small business owners who want big results from their networking. I'm Liz Drury, a freelance voiceover artist who knows that if you're not working, then networking could help. Sonny Kermy is the owner of SK Wealth Solutions. He networks pretty much every day of the week, but his very first networking meeting was really quite unusual. So thank you very much for joining me on my podcast, Sonny. Thank you so much for the opportunity, Liz. You're welcome. Now, I had a little look at your LinkedIn profile before this chat, and you're described as being a chartered ALIBF. What does that mean, Sonny? (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for the question, Liz. And what that means is that I hold one of the highest qualifications here in the UK and uh, one of the highest qualifications uh, in in the world. And the body that I'm actually with, the professional body that I'm actually with, is the London Institute of Banking and Finance. Um, so what the A stands for, the Chartered, so the Chartered Associate of London Institute of Banking and Finance. So that's what it stands for. Okay, thank you for clearing that up for me. So have you always worked in the world of finance and what was it that drew you to this field? Um, to your first answer this question, uh, yes. I've always been in financial services. So I, I mean, it's come towards nearly 14 years. Um, what drew me into financial services? My background, my family background is heavily in finance, sales, uh, marketing, um, and it's in that order. So my first actual job, uh, once I turned 16, was working for Lloyd's CSB Bank. Uh, at the time they were combined, but now it's known as Lloyd's. Uh, bank so that's what kind of drew me into it uh, based on my when I was young at school my work experience that you get for Mm -hmm. going into you know family or friends for a week Um, and I quite enjoyed it Um, so I actually technically joined Lewis TSB uh, in uh, 2008 at the credit crisis. Wow so yeah you've been in it for a, a long time and I bet you've seen some changes during those years. Most definitely. Um, it, it's been amazing. It has definitely been amazing, um, understanding how things have evolved since then. Um, but I quite like it, um, especially in terms of the compliance and regulations. So as they get tighter, um, I'm loving it even more in regards <laughs> to what I do. <laughs> I can't imagine that that's everyone's cup of tea, you know, compliance and regulation. <laughs> no, certainly not. I mean, we do find that... Um, there are less and less you know, active financial advisors actually advising. Um, at one point, it was 250,000. And I believe around about now, I believe, from um, the research I've done uh, recently, I believe there's about 27,000 advisors that are actively advising in the UK. Hmm. Wow. Now, I know that you haven't just worked in the UK, have you? You've worked in other countries as well. Where have you yeah. been and, and how did it come about? How did it come about and where have I been? So um, I went off to university um, after, you know, after work at Lewis TSB. Um, I, I wanted to become an accountant. Um, studied accounting and finance for, you know, this is brilliant. Um, exactly what I want to be when I'm older. However, I came out of university and I absolutely hated it. I did not want to become an accountant. Mm. Um, however, I still enjoy the financial side of stuff, um, which was great. Um, so as I you know, mentioned previously, my family background's in finance. So I went to a, a barbecue um, and I asked my family, naturally, you know, does anyone know of any kind of financial roles or jobs going? And 
you know, one of my family members mentioned that I got an invitation uh, working overseas uh, by a large independent financial advisory firm and you know give them a call so that's exactly what I did I cold called someone in Ireland and I asked for an invitation to to their um, seminar that they were doing in Heathrow airport actually yeah I attended and long story short um, I was accepted and I then went over and worked in the UAE I lived and worked in Abu Dhabi, uh, and as I said, I worked for one of the largest uh, independent financial advisory firms in the world. And at that time, the top performing office was in Abu Dhabi, hence why I went there. So that was my first proper job, uh, should I say, after finishing university at the age of 20. Wow. <laughs> I can't imagine there's many 20-year-olds whose whose first job is is somewhere so far flung. I know. It, it, I mean, looking back at it now, it it was, I was very scared. Um, I had no family, no friends there, of course. Um, and I was definitely in the deep end, um, many different reasons. And what <laughs> I've learned from that has always been, I'd say, the foundation of where I am today. And if it wasn't for that one experience um, a couple of others, of course, but that one in particular, some of the skill set that I've got now, um, I wouldn't have had. Mm. Easily wouldn't have had. Yeah, and being out of your comfort zone uh, at that age as well, um, you just got to learn very quickly. So how long were you out there and, and where did you go next? So I was only out there for five short months. Um, and the reason why it is was because I was uh, offered a job back at Lloyd's back in the UK um, as a financial consultant in-house. So that, that was quite good. I thought, you know, go back and, you know, go and be a financial consultant uh, within the bank. Um, however, that didn't go according to plan, unfortunately. And the reason why, you know, I did all my qualifications, my exams, and then a week before starting, the uh, job role actually became non-existent. Oh. Uh, there was regulations of rules and compliance changing in the UK. So, but that's what's allowed me to then start to study to become a financial advisor uh, in the UK. Right. So UAE, UK, anywhere else you've worked? Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I uh, Once I qualified in, um, in February 2017, I, uh, I then moved over to Switzerland. And the, the story behind how I actually got to Switzerland um, was actually f- because I actually went to Abu Dhabi. So... Once I went to Abu Dhabi, um, you know, we were all, you know, you make friends and acquaintances and some people, you, you know, you keep in touch with yeah. them. Others you don't, unfortunately. Now, there was this one lovely uh, man that I met and I'm a very good friend of his and he's a really good friend of mine. And um, we were speaking, I go, you know, is there any any jobs going um, at your place? Where are you now? And he mentioned he works for a family run um, financial advisory firm in Switzerland. Why don't you have an interview? Um, I thought, okay, well, you know, what, what's the harm of having a have an interview? So I had an interview. They explained to me that you know Switzerland is amazing both when it's hot and when it's cold, um, and you know a little bit more about the country. So I thought, yeah, why not? So I just uh, flew out to Switzerland, um, and then I ended up staying there uh, for just under yeah two years. So yeah, just under two years. I was then a private wealth advisor, so helping uh, expats that came to Switzerland to live and work. So, 
Fantastic. So I, I know that you, you work for yourself now. When, when did that all happen? So I, when I came back from Switzerland, um, that would have been late 2018, early 2019, I then decided to uh, set up uh, SK World Solutions. So I've kind of been technically self-employed since the 18th of March 2019. <laughs> Wow. And so who, who do you help? What, who are your clients and what do you do for them? Yeah. So who are my clients and what do I do for them? So uh, my clients typically uh, tend to be self-employed uh, individuals. So people that have sole traders, limited companies and also legal professionals, i.e. solicitors and barristers. Um, however, saying that, my youngest client is a one year old <laughs> and my eldest is a 96 year old. So. <laughs> A good wide range of different types of people on different walks of life, different backgrounds that I actually help um, and that are client of mine at the moment. Um, and how I how I help, I'd say, is making life easier. Um, you know, explaining to them what are their options, what options are out there um, that, that you can utilise to maybe, I don't know, achieve your goals sooner or quicker, uh, be more tax efficient, whatever it may be. But I think ultimately the, the reason why the clients have come to myself is because I look after them, their family, and then anyone that directly or indirectly affects them. Um, and it's giving them the peace of mind and the time back, mm. um, I would say mm. ultimately why the clients have probably maybe chosen to work alongside me. It sounds very much like you've got a, a cradle-to-grave service there. Yeah, I certainly have. <laughs> so it's, let, it's let's a have a position to be in. Yeah, yes. So let, let's have a chat about about networking now. When when did you go to your very first networking meeting? <laughs> very first networking meeting. Oh, um, yeah. This, this one is definitely a story to tell, I'd say. But, yeah, my first networking meeting was in Emirates Palace in Abu Dhabi. Um, <laughs> part of the job that I had to do when I was in Abu Dhabi was, of course, meet new people, uh, especially expats, um, introduce, obviously, the company I was working in for at the time and the consultant that I was associated to, to, you know, gain more business um, and, you know, book an appointment. So I, my first ever meeting was actually in, yeah, Emirates Palace, um, which is very, very daunting. Um, of course, you can buy gold from a vending machine, um, <laughs> let alone paying seven pounds for for uh, you know a Krona bottle. But yeah, so um, that was my first ever networking event. Um, I was of course very nervous, um, but what I tend to do is I use my ad- adrenaline, and I just went in two feet deep. To be honest, um, when I tend to get nervous I do speak a lot faster so I do remember sitting there very nervous the first thing I did was went, you know go to the bar calm my nerves and then just just asked you know my name's Sunny and um, what you know who are you what do you do um, and that, that's how it started to be honest and then as I kept doing these networking these sorts of networking events uh, week in week out I then got better at understanding on what I should be looking for, how to approach uh, an individual or individuals um, and their body language. So, yeah, that was my first ever networking event. And I, of course, remember it because <laughs> it's hard not to. It sounds like no networking meeting I've ever been to, I have to say. <laughs> Vending machines with gold in and that's just something else. <laughs> it certainly is. It certainly is. It's amazing. So, 
again, yeah, Emirates Palace itself is, uh, is amazing. So that first meeting that you went to, obviously you went to on behalf of your employer, but when did you start networking for, for your own business? So for my own business, back in 2019, I believe I started near enough straight away. Um, if I was to guess, I'd say, yeah, April 2019, I would have started. Um, I don't know how I actually got into the networking event that I started to attend. Um, the one I did was 4N, most definitely, was the first ever networking event that I attended. Um, and it kind of just took it from there. Um, that was why I get majority of my business from is networking. So, yeah, that's how I started and uh, April April yeah. yeah. So t- tell me how it works for you then. What? How? How are you using the networking? Um, so for twofold, in in the sense of that one. Um, one is to grow my uh, my network in the sense that I meet a lot of different types of people, and part of it is getting to know each other, especially small businesses. Um, and you know that, that that's one of the reasons how I use networking. Uh, the other part is to then, of course, explain what I do, how I do, uh, and how I can potentially help. Um, and of course, being you know small business, you don't know everything. You just don't know what you don't know. Um, and part of my job is obviously educating my clients. So, mm-hmm. and that is you know businesses. So the people that I you know my ideal clients are small businesses. That's where and who I'm in front of every day when I network. So what tips would you give to people who are who are new to networking? Yeah, the, the tips that I would give, uh, give is be consistent, uh, be yourself. So some people, you know, like me and others don't, um, which is absolutely fine. It's not a problem at all. So yeah, consistency, being yourself um, and and try and help others. Um, I'd say that's probably the, the rule number one for mm. net, being successful at networking is help other people. And, you know, if they want to give you a call and want to pick your brains, be grateful that they're giving you a call and picking your brains because you just never know where that could lead to. Um, I remember sitting down with my one of my first ever um, potential clients uh, back in 2019 and they never became a client of mine. Um, but I just sat down, I explained to them, you know, what I do, how I can help gave them, um, you know, a personalised report. Um, and from the back of that, even though they never became my clients, but they've referred me to other people and they have become clients. Yeah. So that, that's what I would say. It's always be open-minded, consistent, be yourself and uh, be willing to help others. Yeah, because you, you don't know who they know. Most definitely. Yeah, especially... Especially in this scenario, yeah, you just don't know what you don't know. Yeah. So how how did you cope when things had to move online? So that yeah, that that part was very interesting. Um, it's very different doing face to face networking compared to online networking. Um, I then found, of course, we were in this time which has never been experienced before, um, especially for small businesses. Um, and then, obviously, even employ- employed staff, actually, to be honest, um, they were suffering. Um, so we had to, you know, quickly adapt um, and start doing online networking. Now, at the beginning, I still carried on with the strategy that I had and the um, the, the groups that I was attending or the networking events I was attending. 
However, I quickly realised that they're no longer fit in what I'm looking for or mm. what I'm trying to achieve, unfortunately. Um, not too sure why. Um, so I then had to expand and then find other online networking at that time to see what I can attend, what's, um, you know, what's going to work for me, how I can help others. Um, and after doing probably about three months of researching and attending different networking events, I then had a better idea of what I'm going to carry on, what I'm going to stop. Um, and then from there, I've then tried to keep it whereby I network on average once a day. Um, yeah, so, so hopefully that answers the question in regards to how COVID itself and the pandemic has changed networking. Um, and that's why, you know, when you ask me the top tips, I'd say be willing to help because we may be in, you know, the same storm, but we are all in different boats. Um, and being a small business itself, uh, at the moment, I'd say helping other people um, is definitely, definitely the way forward. Yeah. So where where do you network now? What are your what are your favourite networks currently? Um Favourite networks currently. So um, at the moment, I do BNI, Flitzwilliam, Cambridge. Um, again, I really enjoy that. That's on Wednesday morning. And it's, you know, seven till Hopper State. So typically before the day even starts, yeah. I, you know, I've started, which I love. Um, and the reason why I quite like that one as well is because it's a community of open-minded business owners. Okay. We're there to help one another, support one another. And of course, um, you know, if there's an opportunity to make introductions, referrals, then of course you've built that relationship and you've taken the time to build that relationship to you know refer one another. So, so that's quite quite nice. Um, I also attend uh, Net for Biz. Uh, again, the the networking event itself is like a community. So you, know, you share ideas, you learn, and again, that's early morning on a Tuesday. So before the day starts and such, you know, I've done an hour's networking. Um, the other couple that I go to, then one of them being Talk Networking, um, which is hosted by Felicity Francis, and I actually met her on another networking event um, nearly two years ago, yeah. So it must have been in June or July 2020. Um, she invited me to her networking event and she has four different formats. Um, again, you can take your pick in regards to what which format works for you and why. Um, so I go to that, I'd say, um, you know, at least two times a month. Uh, and then the other one that I tend near enough every Wednesday afternoon is the Loris Network. And again, it's run by small businesses uh, whereby we're a community, uh, we listen to each other, um, you know, if there's a problem, we try and solve it together. So again, loads of different types of networking, but they all have different purposes. Um, yeah, that's what I currently do at the moment. And then, of course, I go to new ones ad hocly as and when I get invited. Um, but they're the, they're the ones that I religiously go to probably week in, week out, uh, or month in, month out for the last year, 18 months. 
Yeah, so it sounds like you're very experienced at networking now. So where can people find you if they want to know more about you and your services, apart from at the networking meetings you've mentioned? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would say, uh, yeah, LinkedIn. Um, the the uh, Everything I do um, is on LinkedIn, um, even on LinkedIn every single day, Monday to Friday. Um, I do something called like a daily rundown. So what I do is I pick three things, three people that I've spoken to in that day and I share it with the world. So if anyone wants to get in contact with me, um, you know, once a one, pick my brains, LinkedIn will probably be the, the best way of contacting me. Lovely. Well, thank you very much for your time today and um, I wish you well with your future networking. Thank you ever so much, Liz. Thanks for listening to Small Business Big Network. If you found this podcast useful, please do rate, review and subscribe. And don't forget to share it with the rest of your network too.